You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. Bunch to do. Lots to cover on this Monday edition. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Of course, you know the deal. We get one hour, 60 minutes to run through it all. We take you up until 6 o'clock. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question will be up momentarily. Not up just yet, but it'll be up uh, momentarily. And, of course, we have our moment of inspiration at 5.30-ish. We'll hit some baseball today as we get closer to uh, summer camp and teams picking their 60 players. No Tebow on the Mets list. Huh. Wow. What a surprise. The Mets decided not to take a 32-year-old outfielder with an OPS of about mm, 600 who strikes out once every uh, three at-bats. Did not get included. Strange. Uh, we'll look back on LeBron's decision. They did that last night with the show on ESPN. Uh, coming up on 10 years since that. Wow. 10 years already. And what you, you know what it really proves is that everyone is full of crap. Everyone is a hypocrite. But we'll get to that a little bit later. But let's start with some football news. Last night, like a bolt of lightning out of nowhere, some legit interesting football news. Not COVID this or Corona that or how this is going to, the season's going to be impacted this way. You know, it was just a nice respite to get a piece of legit news that you could put the world aside for a little bit and just actually think about the sport of football that we all kind of love. The Patriots coming out of nowhere and signing Cam Newton, former MVP, to a one-year deal. And I, I got to be honest, I had to make sure it was not Adarn Schefter because that guy Adarn Schefter has been tweeting about this for months. Darn you, Adarn. And I think... I think it was back when we still had our Saturday show, well, that was still up and running, that somebody called up about it, and I kind of thought the move had already happened or that there were There was no rumors. It was that darn Adarn Schefter. But no, this was legit Adam Schefter with the news, Cam Newton signing a one-year deal with the New England Patriots, and Adam Schefter, not Adarn, Adam says this is just a typical Patriots kind of move. We said this all along. The Patriots are just the type of team to sit back, wait for the market to settle, and then when there's not a lot of action, move in and get somebody like Cam Newton, the former NFL most valuable player, signed to a one-year deal. And that's exactly what happened here. There was not a strong market for Cam Newton services. There was very little market for his services And so New England was monitoring his outlook all along. And then in late June, it steps in there. There have been some conversations going on in recent days and gets done a one-year deal. I think ultimately Cam Newton recognizes he's not going to land an outright starting job. He's not going to get one of these 30-plus million-dollar-a-year jobs that other quarterbacks get. And he's got to take the best deal with the best opportunity that he can find. What better opportunity than to go to a Super Bowl contender in New England that just lost Tom Brady and try to replace the greatest quarterback of all time in an offense that's hummed the last 20 years with Brady at the helm. 
All right, so there's Adam Schefter. So much for the talk about everyone loving Jared Stidham up in New England, right? Remember draft time? Well, you know, guys, I don't think that they're going to go for a court. They just seem to love Jared Stidham. Uh, apparently not the case. So deal one year incentive laden could be worth up to uh, $7.5 million, which for a quarterback, for a professional in the NFL, $7.5 million, that's nothing. The Patriots could use that 7.5. That's only like four or five more cheating punishments, right? Like that, that's nothing. Even the Pats, they don't get caught cheating four or five times in a year. That's not to say they don't cheat four or five times in a year, but they don't get caught. They don't get punished like that. So that money just sitting around doing nothing. So they may as well, um, give it to uh, Cam Newton. Yeah, makes sense. And look, as I said, it feels like every piece of news that we get right now, even with Sparts starting to get restarted, everything has to be, and you understand why, it has to include the COVID con- the conversation, the corona conversation about health and this and that. So just getting a piece of uh, of just straight old football news, nothing really to do with, with the, the situation in the world right now at all. Just a straight piece of football news was like manna from heaven. And the reaction was immediate. It was swift, and it was overwhelmingly positive. Stephen A. Smith, can the Patriots win the Super Bowl again now that they have Cam Newton? Steve Serby, I saw in the New York Post, Cam Newton may have just saved the Patriots' dynasty. Jamal Adams, among several players, tweeting out. Jamal tweeting anything he can just to get off the Jets. Well, here, here's the here's my take on this. For everybody who is getting way too overworked about this, you realize he was available for a reason, right? Like, this is not some fantasy football draft you're doing with your buddies where there's a guy people just kind of forgot to mention and was not drafted for the first five rounds because everybody started drinking 90 minutes before you got the draft started. I'm happy for Cam Newton. He's a former MVP. He's been looking for a spot. It's been tough to find because of his own situation, as well as the situation we find ourselves in the world, at least in part. But the guy has been hurt for the last, really, two years. And it's not been one injury. It's been two injuries. Last year, he played two games. He's had one good year since winning the MVP in 2015. Let's stop making this out like Cam Newton is just going to show up in New England and the Patriots are guaranteed to win 13 games again. Well, Gordon, he's only 31. 31's not old. Sometimes 31 is old. Sometimes guys age, not everybody ages as quick as everybody else. Some guys age quicker. And if there's going to be a guy who ages quicker... It's going to be probably someone like Cam Newton because of his size, who he's an enormous guy. He has taken more hits and I would say more questionable hits over the years. Teams have gotten away with some hits that other quarterbacks would not. You would not have been able to get away with those hits. High hits, hits to the head, punishing hits because he is such a big guy. I think it kind of jades people's um, perception of him and what is what would be acceptable for other quarterbacks around the league. 
So let's stop getting all, oh, we're all oh, the Patriots dynasty just eventually it's going to end. Now, is this a move that I would have made? Of course, anyone would have. Cam might have his health questions. Jared Stidham has every question. Jared Stidham has no answers. He's got plenty of questions, much like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Just as soon as you think you have the answers, I change the questions. All Jared Stidham has is questions and no answers. Health, ability, everything and anything. And signing Cam has absolutely zero risk, possibly all reward, but it's only possible. I mean, the only surprising part of this is that it did not happen earlier. And announcing it basically at the same time as the latest punishment for cheating got handed down, brilliant. Not surprising, but brilliant. So there's no way you could ever say this was a bad move. You're not giving up anything. And for all the talk about the Patriots way or do your job or all these stupid cliches that have been mentioned time and time again over the last 20 years, the secret to the Patriots' success is that they get guys to outproduce what you pay them. And even if you're paying Cam Newton, let's say the maximum of $7.5 million, he's almost certainly going to outperform that. But the takes that everybody's had, oh my God, the Patriots dynasty is just going to keep rolling on and on. I saw one article, shame on every other team for allowing the Patriots to sign Cam Newton. <laughs> Come on, really? Outside of the Bears, I will grant you the Bears would be better with Cam Newton than the move that they made for Nick Foles, considering they gave up, they traded for Nick Foles, and he's getting paid $20 million. Outside of the Bears and maybe the Raiders, what other team is making a mistake by not signing him? The Jaguars the Jaguar seem like they're, they're pretty much tanking. They're, it seems like they're pretty clear and set on they're not trying to win games uh, next season. It just feels like every move, it feels like you could have, it could have been a Mad Lib where you took out the name Cam Newton and you popped in any name there. And the, the fact that the Patriots are the ones making the move gives it a boost, right? Because of their track record. And I'll grant you, they, they get the benefit of the doubt because of the history that they've had of success. But every draft pick, every signing, every move, while the Patriots just know more than everybody else. It, not every move they make turns out to be a home run. And I would like to point out as well, the Patriots offense is not exactly laden with stars going into the year. I mean, you know, Julian Edelman, Mohamed Sanu, Sony Michelle. Matt Lacoste. I mean, it's not exactly the greatest show on turf. So let's slow down. At the end of the day, the best ability is always availability. And there's a far greater chance that Cam is going to continue to have health issues moving forward than the chances that he is now suddenly, at the age of even 31, going to be healthy again for however many NFL games they play next season. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So we'll take your phone calls if you want to get on Cam Newton. Our poll question, which is not up for the today just yet, but it'll be up momentarily, is the Patriots sign Cam Newton, one-year deal. Do you think this move will allow the Pats to extend their winning streak in the AFC East? They've won it, I think, 12 straight years. 
Will they win the AFC East again? Either yes or no. That's the poll question. It'll be up momentarily. You can vote on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Our poll question up for today on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Patriots signing Cam Newton yesterday. Do you think the move will allow the Pats to extend their winning streak of winning the AFC East to 12 straight years? I mean, that is, that is crazy. And the fact that the Pats operate in the AFC East not exactly like murderer's row. Let us put it that way, right? So when you're talking about the poll question today and you're talking about the division, and look, we're, we're talking, I think, to a, a good degree, a lot of Jet fans. But when it comes right down to it, if you're talking about who's going to win the AFC East, it's not like it, it, this is clearly not a four-way poll question. Let's put it that way, right? This is not one where I'm going to name the four teams and let you pick the team you think is going to win. If you're talking about the AFC East, you're almost certainly talking about two teams that have at least the possibility, realistically, to win the division coming up this year. And it would either be the Pats or the Bills. It's kind of hard to stretch the imagination enough to think the Jets really have a realistic chance to uh, win the division. Maybe you're a Jet fan that uh, is a diehard fan that just thinks this is the year. This is the year that we're going to finally break through. Boy, that... uh, I would love to have that level of optimism really about anything in life at this point. Because <laughs> that that is a stretch in the light fantastic there, boy. Wow, that is really going out on a limb. So in terms of the poll question today, do you think the Pats have a chance to extend their uh, – not a chance. Obviously, they have a chance. But do you think they will extend their streak to uh, 12 straight years? And I would have to say I think it's, I think it's doubtful. And it kind of ties into not just Cam Newton – but just the team overall, the Patriots. Again, take a look. Take a look at the uh, at the skill positions, the roster, the depth chart of the Bills and the Patriots. I'm not. I'm not counting them out. You can never count them out until they're out, and only then do you count them out. But it's it's at some point it's going to end for the Patriots, and it certainly feels like it's coming sooner rather than later. So everybody's going to celebrate and make it out like this move is going to turn out to be one of the great moves the Patriots have ever made. I just have a hard time thinking that all of a sudden now, after back-to-back years of not being healthy, having multiple injuries, that Cam Newton now is all of a sudden going to be back to the Cam Newton of 2015. As I pointed out, he's really only had one good year since then. And it was a good year. I mean, I'm not putting all the blame on him for everything that has been wrong with the Panthers. But I just don't look at this move as being some slam dunk. Now, I look at it as being the move you have to make because, A, it's not like displacing Jared Stidham as some big uh, loss there. No, obviously that's uh, the case. I understand that. And you didn't give up anything to get him. But it just feels like everybody's just expecting that the Patriots are just going to continue to win. And, and every every move they make, oh, my God, amazing. Every move, every single move they make is always given the benefit of the doubt. And I get it because they, they've always won. But you just take a look at what their offense looked like last year. And I, I think it's because – maybe it's because we all play fantasy football. We all think, well, you know what, Cam Newton, he's a good fantasy football quarterback. The guy's been hurt quite a bit. And now to think that all of a sudden, you know, assuming that the season starts on time and you play 16 games and 
I just don't think that he's going to be able to 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 bear that brunt of 16 games and and stay healthy. The best ability is availability. I just don't think that uh, he is going to be able to stay healthy at this point uh, of his career. And it would be one thing if it was just like one injury and he had a little bit of a setback. Um, also, given the way that he plays, you know, he, he's a guy that is always going to be, you know, moving outside the pocket. And I don't know. Um, I, I'm sure if you did some some like long, deep research into quarterback, there, there are probably plenty of quarterbacks that, that were kind of dealing with this kind of thing of, of injuries, even at what most would consider a pretty young age even at 31, who their best days were behind them. Now, maybe for for Cam Newton, this makes all the sense in the world, mainly because there weren't that many opportunities to go elsewhere. I mean, you go through the teams. We, I, I can run through them for you. There was no better option to have at least the chance to start games in the NFL this upcoming season than New England. It was really like the last... The last shot, because the Bears had already did what they did, and they're, they're, who, what other team? Washington? No. I mean, you think about the bad quarterback situations around the league. Arizona set, Atlanta set, Baltimore set, Buffalo, they could use a backup, and I'm not a huge fan in Josh Allen, but they're, I mean, they're, they, they believe in Josh Allen. They're not, you know, there's a reason why it's not that big a deal, whoever their backup quarterback is, because they're going to sink or swim with Josh Allen. Carolina's the team that cut Cam Newton. The Bears did what they did. Bengals just took a quarterback of the first pick in the draft. Browns aren't going there. Cowboys aren't. Denver's not. Detroit's not. I mean, you show me the, the, the opportunity for Cam Newton elsewhere. This is, this made all the sense in the world for him. And for New England, given what they got, it makes all the sense in the world for them because they don't really have much a quarterback. Jared Stidham is a complete unknown, and they're not paying him anything. As I said, it's not exactly uh, the greatest show on turf. So um, if I had to pick a team, I would say that I would probably put my money on the Bills. The Bills are an up-and-coming team, uh, and I get that everybody's going to say, well, you know what, the Patriots have been doing it basically for 20 years. And Cam Newton is now just going to go there. I mean, the, the things you see, oh, he's going to be the comeback player of the year. I mean, slow down. There's a reason. It's not like people forgot that he was available. There's a reason why the teams did not invest even the little bit of money that New England is investing in him. And to just think that he's just going to stay healthy now uh, when he was not able to stay healthy the last two years. And a guy, again, as I said, has taken – I mean, what quarterback has taken more hits than Cam Newton? Now, he's been able to endure those hits because he's probably bigger than any quarterback in the NFL, just in terms of height, in terms of size, in terms of girth, everything. Um, but, I mean, eventually that starts to catch up to you. And that's his game. That's his game. So I don't think that uh, this is the, the – it's an easy move to make, and it's an easy move to praise because of the name and the opportunity – to think that now this is going to save their, their, their the dynasty, the Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl, um, I, I don't buy it. And if I were to vote in the poll question, not that I do, but if I were to vote in the poll question, I would say uh, I, I don't like the Patriots' chances of uh, extending their winning streak in the AFC up to 12 straight. But I'm sure that that's what's going to happen because that is what always happens, right? 
things continue to happen till they don't. And uh, I think that this is the year that they're not uh, going to uh, win the division in it again. And and maybe it won't be until the season we get into it. And oh, let's hope there is one. Uh, but until we get into the season and people realize, you know what? Patriots aren't the same. Hmm, gee, look at that. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Uh, okay, so that was not the only news involving the Patriots yesterday. Because it actually got handed down that um, their punishment for cheating. The Patriots. Cheating, really? Oh, you don't remember? Think back. Cast your mind back to the NFL season. Remember that the Patriots, I think the one was it they were getting set. I don't remember who they were getting set to play. But the news came out that while they were playing the Bengals, they the Bengals, you remember, first pick in the draft, 1-13, 1-12 at the time, had one win at the time. They got caught filming the Bengals' sidelines. Why would they be doing that? Uh, who knows? Their explanation was they were filming some assistant coach because they were going to produce some sort of segment for their website, this do-your-job segment, where they were doing some background on this assistant coach. But then they looked at the footage. It wasn't really what they said they were doing. Uh, they, they, they immediately, oh, I'll delete it. Right. The only person doing their job was the guy who was clearly filming the sidelines. Again, against the 1 and 13 Bengals, which what that, I mean, you just have to extrapolate that out. If you're doing that against the 1 and 13 Bengals, you'd have to assume they're doing that against every single NFL team. So the punishment comes down yesterday. And, and brilliant move by, by the, by the Patriots and Bill Belichick. What you do is you, you, you make this signing. You let that news get out there and everybody's going to uh, focus on that over the news that you got caught cheating again. But the league finally got around to, uh, handing out the punishment after all. I mean, what else do you got to do? And the Patriots were fined $1.1 million and they lost their third round pick. In the uh, upcoming, the 2021 draft, which uh, interestingly, I, I saw Schefter had a tweet about if if Cam Newton were to play really well and then leave as a free agent, that the Patriots would compensate themselves. They would get a, 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 a draft pick, which would be a third round pick, a compensatory pick. So it would make up for the pick that they are, are, are losing as a result of this. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a parent, right? Like, imagine you're a parent, right? And your kid does something that they weren't supposed to be doing. And you catch them and you punish them. And then later on, they get caught doing the same thing again. I don't know, maybe it's me, but I find that if my kid does the same thing over and over again, and I'm going to punish them over and over again, the punishment gets increased, right? Like, We've told you to stop doing this. You haven't stopped doing this. So now, instead of, you know, taking away your phone, I'm going to take away the Xbox. I'm going to take away the video games. I'm going to take all computers are banned. Like, as you continually break the rules, the punishment gets increased. That's, that seems like it's common sense. And I would say that the, um, the punishment here, did not get increased. Well, the, the fine of a million dollars did get increased, but it's only a third round pick. 
Shouldn't it be worse than the previous punishment? I think the last time they got caught, they lost their first round pick. This now it's a third round pick. If you get caught cheating the next time, it's only going to be a fifth round pick. It almost, it just shows you all these leagues from base. Now it's not as laughable as the punishment handed down to the Astros. The Astros punishment is the worst. I mean, that, that, that is the, the biggest joke of all time. But just because that's the biggest joke of all time doesn't mean that this is not a joke. A third round pick. For continue, and you'll say, oh, well, Gordon, it was just, you know, it was just, uh, it was just filming the sidelines. What, what, what great benefit can they get? Well, we've been saying this for a hundred years. I don't know what benefit they get out of it, but they, they're continuing to do it and you're continuing to tell them, stop doing that. The guy who did it, he's been banned. Great. The Patriots will just find some other guy who's working at a Dunkin' Donuts. They'll plop him into the chair and now he'll, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I love, oh, the Patriots admitted that they, they inappropriately. Yes! We all know that you're inappropriately filming the sidelines. But yet, time and time again. And do I think that this is the reason why there is, no, I don't. But you've been told repeatedly, don't do this. And they continue to do it. And the league, it's almost like, well, you know, we told them not to do it. Ah, we'll take a third round pick. No! Take multiple picks. Take away the first round pick. It should be increased every time that you break the same rule. It's not even a different rule. It's not even like it's something different than the past. It's exactly the same thing. And the only thing that changes is the punishment, which becomes less somehow. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Kevin Harlan to call. Was that TNT? One year ago today, Kawhi Leonard shot to beat the 76ers in that uh, playoff series. I mean, that was a year ago. Think about the things that have changed since then. One year ago today, and of course the Raptors uh, getting on that run, winning the title, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see who wins the title this year at some point as the NBA getting closer to uh, restarting their season your moment of inspiration for this Monday morning. Today was a, it was an interesting one. We had a couple of different options. Um, Kawhi was the one we went with. I think the anniversary was either yesterday or today of Mike Tyson biting the ear of Evander Holyfield, not once, but twice. And it's weird. Like, right, that's a perfect thing. When Tyson bit the ear, first time he bit the ear, you're not supposed to do that. Mike knows that. Everybody knows that. You're not supposed to do that. So he got, I think they took two points away in the fight. And then the second time he did it, they didn't take one point away. They called off the fight. Right. You do one thing, you get punishment. You do the same thing again, the punishment increases. Luckily for us, or maybe unluckily for us, Mike didn't try to bite the ear a third time because who knows what they could have done. That's generally how it works when you're talking about punishment. Do something wrong, get punished, do the same thing wrong again, 
get punished more. Although, like Major League Baseball, right? I mean, they did punish the Astros more than they did the Red Sox, but it was only because they gave the Red Sox, when they first cheated, the first time they cheated, a little slap on the wrist. Didn't really do much. And then they baseball came out, oh, you do this again, we're going to drop the hammer. And the hammer apparently is... Uh, is getting rid of uh, the, the the manager and the GM, not punishing any players and allowing people to keep their championship. All right, so one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the phone number one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We've been talking about the Cam Newton signing today, Patriots signing Cam Newton, and uh, that uh, ties into our poll question today. Do you think that that the the, the the Patriots now will extend their winning streak of the AFC East up to twelve years in a row? You can vote on that. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. I would just, I mean, look, it's a move you have to make, as I said in the open, because you're not giving up anything and you have huge uncertainty at the quarterback position. I mean, all you have at the quarterback position is uncertainty with Jared Stidham. But it's not like Cam Newton, we really know what to expect. It really kind of depends on how healthy Newton is going to be and what he feels like physically. And I really don't think despite whatever video he wants to show or anything like that, there's no way of really knowing if he's going to be healthy to start the season, if he is going to be able to stay healthy, given with the way he plays. He's had shoulder issues in the past. He had a foot issue in the past. And I think the days of him being able Hey, there's nothing available. I'm just gonna going to run the ball and take whatever punishment. I mean, he's taken a lot of punishment over the years, and I I just wonder, even at the age of 31, of whether or not he will be able to uh, to 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 play that style. Now he had been successful. I think it was a couple of years ago uh, in Carolina. They brought in North Turner, and they kind of made it. Uh, the offense much more reliant on the, the short and intermediate passes, and he, he did pretty well with that. So so maybe that's going to be the template. But I would think that back then, part of his ability to succeed that way was because the, the running option was still one. And I'm sure that he's going to still try to run. I just don't know whether or not he's going to be able to uh, stay healthy if he continues to play that style of play. Did you see that Jamal Adams can <laughs> <laughs> the the campaign to get off the Jets continues. Jamal Adams uh, tweeted out that uh, congratulations to Bill. What was the tweet again? I got to find the exact tweet. I have it here somewhere. I just have so many uh, tabs open. That's my problem. I have all these tabs open and sometimes the computer freezes and everything else. But Jamal taking to Twitter as he continues so much for the idea that the, the whole thing was behind it. them. I have it here somewhere. Where is it? I I, I know I. Do have you want it. me to read it or you read it? No, I got it here. Okay, somewhere, okay. Brian. Uh, uh, I salute Coach Bill Belichick for that. That's real. Congratulations, Cam. So, I guess people will take that as you know. This is Very Jamal supportive. trying to get off the jet. All he's doing is just alienating Jet fans. The only people that are affected by this are Jet fans. There's no part that Joe Douglas is going to care one way or the other whatever Jamal tweets out. So all he's doing is just ticking off Jet fans, and his 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 tweet has been uh, – there are 727 comments at last check on his tweet. I'm guessing that about, you know, 700 of them are, <laughs> are Jet fans getting ticked off at Jamal. This is not going to allow – I mean, I, I don't know. 
It's not like the Jets are now going to say, well, you know what? He's congratulating Bill Belichick. We're going to, we're going to have to get him out of here. We're, we're going to have to trade him away. He's, you're not getting, to, you're not going anywhere. It's like uh, Hotel California. You can check out whatever you like, but uh, you can never leave. That's what it's like for Jamal Adams. So uh, tweet, tweet away, Jamal. And, and, the, and the, re- the beauty of it is, is that like Bill Belichick would never make, make a deal for Jamal Adams. And it ties back to the first segment. Like the, the Patriots are always about getting more production than what they pay. And if they see an opportunity to get somebody who's going to outperform their contract, that's the way they operate. It's always about getting more out of the player than you're paying the player in a salary cap situation. That's what they, they would never make a deal where they give up assets for a player and then have to pay the player. They'd never do that. It's all about what's undervalued and that they can, they, they find hidden value in. So Jamal Adams can salute uh, Bill Bell. I'm sure Bill Belichick is uh, swooning over the, uh, the congratu- the salute from uh, the Prez. <laughs> Jamal Adams. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So last night, they, um, apparently had a show, ESPN had a show looking back at the decision by LeBron James, 10 years ago in July. I think it was July 8th or 10th. I'll have to write that one down for a moment of inspiration that day. But it's coming up on almost a decade since that's happened. And it's amazing how people look back on that now. And I'm not exactly sure why. But anytime you you Google or you, you read anything about the decision, it's always presented as it was a PR disaster. It was a mistake. And one of the interesting angles of the show last night, I've not seen the show as of yet, but I've read about it. I, you know what I did this weekend? I watched that. Uh, the, remember the documentary uh, Long Gone, the one about uh, Sosa and McGuire? Boy, that was really weird. It was all about the home run chase in 98, but it, the, all, it was two hours long and they spent 10 minutes on steroids. That was it. Like the whole time. For like an hour and 45 minutes, they're going on and this whole, oh, I hit a home run this day. Sammy hit a home run. Yeah, that's kind of not really the, the part. It's not really the pertinent part of the whole story. The pertinent part of the whole story was both guys were juiced up to their eyeballs. But I digress. One of the interesting angles of the documentary on, on the decision was that it actually started not from LeBron or LeBron's camp, but it was actually initiated by a, uh, uh, an emailer. Remember when Bill Simmons used to do like uh, mailbags on ESPN.com or page two, whatever, you know, uh, and, and people would write in questions. And the, the guy, they actually tracked down the actual guy who came up with the idea of putting it on, makes his decision on TV. And uh, do you think that would be a good idea? And that that's the way that it initially got started. So that's kind of interesting. But everybody will look back now, and, and it seems like everybody is um, a, a giant hypocrite by saying, oh, it was a disaster, it was this, it was that, he shouldn't have done it. And I would agree, I don't really think that he was all that comfortable doing it. The one criticism I would have is that it just took too long. I remember watching it and thinking, oh, my God, this thing's going on forever. And I get it, you're not going to give away the, the, the news right at the top, but – it felt like it went on for like two hours. I'm sure it wasn't, but it felt like it went on way too long. We're all hypocrites now because that was the decision we were all waiting for. 
We were all interested in it. I remember thinking to myself, I wonder how this is going to play out tonight. I can't wait to watch the show. I can't wait to see where he's going. I never thought he was coming to the Knicks, even though people, as soon as it was announced that it was going to be held in Connecticut, oh, he's going to the Knicks fans, delusional. But we all were into it. So it's all well, I feel like a lot of it is shaded by the fact that he did not come to your team. And that that's the reason why people look back at it as being a mistake or a PR disaster. The only aspect of it that you could look at as maybe he handled this part of it wrong, but you can understand why he did, was not telling the Cavaliers, the team that he was already playing on, that he was leaving. And obviously uh, the owner did not handle that all that well with the – I mean, to me, the statement put out by the owner after LeBron's decision was a far bigger uh, fiasco than what LeBron did. We were all – I mean, we can all look back now and say, oh, that was – we were all into it at the time. We were all interested. We were it excited. It makes sense to put it I on remember. TV. Say what that say. Oh, we wrong. were excited, Gordon. You're right. I completely remember. I was hopeful that he was going to go to the Knicks, but right. That that's never that, happen. that did not happen. <laughs> Shocking. What what a surprise. No, but we were all into it at the time. You have to be honest. And and to say now, well, it was a mistake. I really feel like for a lot of people, it's just because he didn't go to your team, and that that's why. Do you really care? That he didn't tell the Cavaliers and, and just in terms of a relationship that did, he didn't do that and he probably should have. That, that was a mistake. And, and, you know, for, for an organization that, that did well by him up until that point, uh, that he should have probably have allowed them. Yes, but there's a reason why he kept it secret. It's because he wanted to have this big reveal on TV. And if the news had gotten out and it did kind of get out because Stephen A had said that it was going to be Miami before that. And he was the one, I mean, but it was, people were talking about Chicago, people were talking about the Knicks. So there were so many different reports out there, it was kind of tough to know exactly. I think by the time he actually announced it, I kind of expected it was going to be Miami, but I don't remember why that was. I don't know if it was just the Stephen A. report or if there was something else as well. But looking back now, we're all hypocrites by saying, well, it was a mistake and we were all into it. We were all sitting there watching our TVs. And that's the only way you would know it was really a mistake is if you weren't watching your TVs. But we were all sitting there waiting with bated breath, hoping that he was coming to your team. And he only went to he went to Miami. And he won titles there. It wasn't like he didn't win any titles there. So to say it was a PR disaster, I think it's all over. I really do. Poll question up for today, and it all has to do with the signing of the Patriots yesterday signing Cam Newton to his one-year deal. Do you think that move will allow the Pats to extend their winning streak in the AFC East up to 12 years in a row? Well, in terms of the news itself, obviously it's a move that makes sense, mainly because you didn't give up anything, and there's at least the possibility that Cam Newton gets back to looking and playing like Cam Newton has in the past, right? It's a one-year deal incentive-laden, so you're really not giving up anything. But it is crazy to me the amount of people who think that the Patriots are now going to just plop in Cam Newton and continue to roll up 12, 13 wins a year. There's a lot of uncertainty, more so than at really any point over the last 20 years. A, the uncertainty surrounding Cam Newton. Can he get... Every single article, every single story, every single point about Cam Newton is if he can get and stay healthy. And I don't see any way anyone can know that 
right now. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad move. It's not a bad move. It's a move that makes sense because it has the potential to really pay off. But it's only potential. It's not a guarantee. He's been hurt two years in a row. He's had two different injuries. And for a guy who plays his style of play, who has taken as many hits as he has, I have real major questions of whether or not you're going to just be able to say, all right, here's Cam Newton, and off you go, and away you go. But the reaction, oh, the Patriots, this is going to keep their dynasty going. How could any other team allow the Patriots to sign Cam Newton? Well, there was a reason why he was available. There's a reason why he only got $7 million, possibly, from the Patriots. It's because there's a lot of uncertainty. And at the end of the day, the best ability, always availability. And there's a far greater chance that Cam is going to continue to be plagued by health issues rather than he's going to get up to New England. They're going to rub uh, some of uh, the old avocado ice cream that they have left over from Brady's days. And he's just going to be healthy for 16 games, assuming you play 16 games. All right, let's get some phone calls in. one 800 919 espn uh, We'll start things off with James in Jersey. James, what's going on, my man? Hey, thanks for taking my call. As a Jets fan, this one hurts because I, I, all I see now is another five years of of us tanking and the Jets selling us on hope again. Because they, they, he, uh, Bill Belichick had drafted two tight ends. He has he had a rookie receiver last year. He's got young weapons now, so it just it, it just doesn't look good for us. Look, James, and thanks for the call. I understand that Jet fans are going to look at this and uh, be frustrated because, you know, you got Joe Flacco and they got Cam Newton, and uh, you'd rather, even at this stage, rather have Cam Newton than Joe Flacco. This has nothing to do with the Jets. You know, the, the Jet fan, and I saw this on Twitter, oh, you know what, this always happens to us. The Jets' issues right now are the Jets' issues. Their issue is, before you start worrying about what the Patriots are doing, worry about what you're doing. Right, like get everybody on the same page and have a complete and full season for yourselves before you start worrying about the Patriots. Every single move the Patriots make, Jet fan, oh man, this really hurts us. No, you know what hurts you? You. You hurt you. Do you worry about you and don't worry about the Patriots. Walk before you can run. Now, I think that the Patriots are going to have real issues this year, the uncertainty surrounding Cam's health, the uncertainty surrounding their offense in general. I just don't think uh, it, it seems like the the final um, throws of a great dynasty that now is trying to get by on a lot of spare parts and a lot of, you know, look, Sony Michelle is okay. Julian Edelman's a good receiver, but it's not like they have, you know, you look at their skill positions and they're stocked one through, you know, across the board. As I said earlier, it's not exactly the greatest show on turf, but in terms of the Jet, worry about you. And don't worry about Cam's health situation. Worry about your own quarterback's health situation and get him through a full 16 games for a change. Uh, Eli in Queens. Eli, you're up next. Hey, what is going on? Yeah, I just want to talk about uh, the decision. I think what made the decision such a a big PR hit was not the decision itself, was the, the the two games that he played before the decision, and he he put in no effort, like he was leaving already. And then the the show that he put on after the decision when it was Miami, when he was that like, was, oh, I'm not going to wait. Yeah, when, when he got you talking about when he got introduced down there. 
Yeah, and then he yeah. lost against the Mavericks and it started, you know, telling everybody that they're going to wake up losers tomorrow. Right, yeah. I, th- those parts of it, that's fair, Eli. Yeah, especially the, the, the introduction in Miami where he's talking about not six, not seven, not eight, you know, that, that does look bad. Uh, because it seemed like he was coming in almost as a villain for, for the, even for the fans that were there and, and people certainly, um, took that. And that one I think is far more fair. The decision itself though to me was not, uh, was not some giant PR mistake because we were all into it. Uh, and, 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 and rather than, you know, news leaking out here or there, uh, and, and not knowing what to trust and is this true? Is that true? And all these different stories and angles that you would have had if he had been, if he did not have the show and you'd have to wait. I mean, you'd have to wait for a statement anyway. Here it is on TV. I, I thought it was a fun thing. I get that, uh, you know, for some of the people involved, you know, with the Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert, I couldn't think of his name before. Uh, he was, uh, he obviously did not think, uh, did not like the way it turned out, but it was mainly because his team didn't get the player. So I, I feel like looking back now, we're all kind of hypocrites saying that that was a PR nightmare or a PR mistake when we were all into it at the time and we were all watching. Uh, you know what we're not all doing? We're not listening to the Gordon Damer show anymore because it's over for today. It's already over. One hour ran through. Poll question up on Twitter. Please vote there uh, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can follow me on Instagram as well. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. where we'll do another whole hour. 60 minutes in a row, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.